This, 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 this is mythical. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Trevor Talks Too Much, the show where I, as you know, bring on a guest and I have them on and we have a conversation and I just see if we can become friends, you know, see if we can't, you know, spark a little friend connection. Uh, I'm your host, Trevor Everts. I am the master baker, uh, which for all of you in the comments saying, telling me to stop saying master baker because it sounds like something else. That's why I say it. That's the joke. Master baker. Just (laughs) mythical soft boy and saver of horses, rider of cowboys. That was the line that I was going to use. Anyway, today I had on Brianne Chu, um, who you may know. She is an actress. She stars in I Know What You Did Last Summer, the series on Amazon Prime, which is a reboot of the earlier films and novels. Uh, She also has a new movie that just came out recently called Unhuman. It's a zombie movie. Um Blumhouse original, which I'm excited to watch. Um, we talked about also stuff. We talked about uh, how underrated campy horror movies are because she's in some campy horror productions and we both love them. So we talked about that. We talked about how terrible some people's pickup lines are. Uh, just a little fun internet scroll of some of the worst pickup lines you've ever heard. Uh, and we also talked about the greatest Disney shows of all time, including but not limited to Corey in the house, the sweet life of Zach and Cody wizards of waverly place and many others uh but we had a great time so before this uh before we started this recording i really had to pee but i also like don't like to get up once i sat down so i usually don't pee once we start recording uh and i said i have to piss like a racehorse and then i was like wait i don't even know where that phrase comes from and it's kind of weird and so i looked it up turns out it started the phrase the 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 slang started as just piss like a horse and it doesn't even come from. it's not like anything like i thought oh maybe it's because like you know after a race, the horses really have to pee because they've been holding it in all race or something like that. Or like, I don't know, maybe like the horses don't pee to like make them run faster or something. But it turns out it's just horses just have a, a huge urine stream. Big old bladder. Like a hu- like it's not the bladder. It's like their the urethra or something. Like it's a huge, like it, the, apparently horses urine streams can be up to like a half inch in diameter. Which, like, you think about a half inch, like, you know, that doesn't sound that big. But, like, imagine a, a stream of urine that's a half inch. That's like a river. And so some dude one day just, like, saw that and he's like, man, I got to piss like a horse. And then eventually it just became a racehorse. Like, some dude, I don't know. I was reading the history of it. I don't know if it was a verifiable article. Uh, I didn't check the sources. Uh, they seem to really care about the phrase, though. That's what really got me. They seem to really truly care it was a long it was a long article for what seemed like the content should have been short they seem to be pretty invested i love where terms come from they can be passionate etymology it's actually really interesting i used to have a whole book of idioms and like where they came from really what was your favorite one i don't know man you're putting me on the spot yep fake jamie just lied to all of you (laughs) she just lied to everyone she said she had a book of idioms and she can't even name one idiom don't throw Jamie's stones in glass little... houses. What? 
don't throw stones in glass houses. Why are you saying that? That's an idiom. I don't even have a rock. That's an idiom. What does it mean? It means that, like, why are you going to be talking crap about somebody when you're basically doing the same thing? Because it's like, if you throw stones in a glass house, like, you're an idiot. You're going to break all your walls. I don't get it. Jamie is lying once again. I'm going to put a definition. It's going to come up on the screen. to everyone. And you know what? I'm just so kerfuzzled right now. Oh, I remembered the story that or what I was going to say. Anyway, Zach and Cody, you guys remember that Danimals commercial with them? (gasps) Nobody ever won that. That was a lie. No, that's completely a lie. There's no way. Nobody ever won the Danimals summer sweepstakes. Okay. Nobody ever got to go on that trip. Nobody was drinking Danimals, sending in the codes. That was a lie. But those Danimals commercials with that weird, like hyper-realistic cartoon monkey. Yeah. Those are great commercials. And then Zach and Cody and like the red shirts and they're like sipping a Danimals. I loved Danimals when I was a kid. I, I think you want to get into the show, Jamie? Uh, yeah. I love animals so much. They're so good. It's like liquid yogurt. Uh, let's get into the show, everyone. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast uh everybody out there listening at home in your car on a boat in a train what are jamie what are other modes of transportation uh hang gliding that's not a mode of transportation. <laughs> it it kind of is. That's like an activity. I mean, it is. That's like an activity, though. It's not like, oh, I got to go. you get from one place to the other. Okay, yeah, but you're not like, oh, I got to go to Ralph's. Let me hop in my hang glider. Uh, okay, a scooter. <laughs> scooter, that's good. If you're listening on your scooter, um, that's I'm... enough. I think we've covered all our bases. Cool. <laughs> Brianne. Brianne Chu, everyone. Hi, Hi Brianne. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, for those of you out there that don't know, Brian, you are an actress. Correct. Um, and you've been in all sorts of stuff. Uh, I mainly known, I would say, for the following such as, that was a good sentence, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, the series, based on the films that were based on a book. It's a great take on the original well, movies that were based off the book, like you said. And it's not, you know, it's not like, a replica necessarily yeah. we had our, our own creative freedoms and everything and it's it's far more contemporary yeah but um you know it still has the same 
scary aspects to it. Um, and it's just a, it's a fun thriller to watch. Yeah. I think. I like all kinds of horror movies, but there's something about like campy slashers and stuff like that that I just love so much. Like the original Friday the 13th, stuff like that, Scream, all those like Mm -hmm. Halloween, all those old classics, just like campy slashers. You got some big burly dude running around with a machete, just cutting teenagers heads (laughs) off. That's my favorite. And I know that makes me sound like a psycho, (laughs) but I love No, not at all. I love those too. It's their classic and like, um, I don't know. It definitely scratches a certain itch that I have. I get to laugh yeah. and, you know, scream in the same movie. And so I think it's, you know, the perfect package. You know, that's a good night. Hour and 30 minutes. If I can laugh and and scream and that's a good time. That's a good time for me. I think so. Um, you were also in 47 meters down, uncaged. Yes. And it's... I. It's funny because that's not necessarily meant to be campy, but like I think just the nature of it is. Yeah. And um, it also has that effect, yeah. <laughs> at least on me. I like maybe because I, I was in it and I know behind the scenes and everything, but like I laugh and like scream all in this watching that movie as well. Yeah. Do you, are you like afraid of sharks? I mean, who is it? Okay. Cause I am Are you? big time. Like, and I, and I know are you, you I know like statistically you shouldn't be and sharks are great. And I, I love sharks for, you know what they, I don't know. It's weird. Anytime you say like, Oh, I'm scared of sharks. There's always going to be like, actually you're more likely to get struck by lightning. than get attacked by a shark. And it's like, yeah, okay. But there's still something scary about like swimming in water. And there's a thing with big teeth that could come and eat you. I don't like that. Absolutely. I, I sometimes, especially when I was younger, I would get scared going into a pool because yeah. I was like, there's a shark. There's, <laughs> it's just like complete, the, completely yeah. like illogical, yeah. but it actually scared the crap out of me. And so shooting that movie was fun because you kind of get to just really give in and imagine like your greatest fear coming true. Yeah. And so, and then on top of that, 90% of the movie was all underwater and I learned to scuba dive, which mm-hmm. is another... You know, exactly. is another scary hurdle to get over. Yeah. But luckily, there were no real sharks involved. That's huge. <laughs> Imagine if there was. Yeah, I was going to say, if like, they had a real shark. Because they've got, like, you know, they've got, like, actor bears and horses that are in movies. Like, you know, they've got, like, trained yeah. bears. What if they just had, like, a trained shark for movies? Like, that. I definitely wouldn't have done it. Oh, God. That's, like, a scary it. thought. <laughs> I don't like that. She's like, no, oh, yeah, this is Ronald, shark. <laughs> the shark. <laughs> <laughs> And our shark was actually a guy uh, named Joe, who was a professional scuba diver. And he had, um, there was this huge shark head that we had. And inside there were these two like grips for him. And he had a fan so he could glide through the water. And frontal view, very scary. Yeah. But then you see the side of him and you just like. (laughs) (laughs) Just some dude, some dude named Joe wearing a big shark head. (laughs) It's like, oh, there's Joe. (laughs) Classic Joe. So (laughs) yeah, that was that experience. (laughs) That sounds amazing. That like almost takes the fear away. Like, uh, like seeing some dude just wearing like a shark head and just like just the head and you just see his like little like legs just swimming around. That's great. I remember I used to, I I would, we'd go to like the lake in the summers as a family. And like, there's just something like about floating in water that it just, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I'm, something's going to eat me. There's something very eerie. Something's going to eat me, even though there's no monsters. Even if it's not a shark. 
But even if it's not a shark, like in my head, when I'm in a body of water, immediately I'm thinking of like, I don't know, a crazy person who's underwater and is going to grab my leg Joe. and like pull me down. <laughs> it's Joe. Joe. <laughs> and, or like, like man eating piranhas or a crazy octopus yeah. or something like that. Like the ocean is just so unexplored compared to, you know, even space. Thank so you. the thought, exactly. So the thought of just going into the unknown and knowing that I'm not the best swimmer yeah. <laughs> is, is terrifying. You get it. You get it. I, yeah, the ocean oh, freaks yeah. me out. I don't like, I mean, like I'll go to the beach and I can like swim in the ocean fine. But like, I mean, even just the ocean itself. I remember when my mom was in high school, she had a friend who got like sucked out by a riptide. And <gasps> like what you, when that happens, it's like, you're just swimming in the water. All of a sudden there's a current and you're a mile away yeah. from the beach and you can't do it. My mom though, what a hero. She literally like her friend got sucked out by a riptide. My mom saw it happening. She straight up went and her friend like wasn't a great swimmer. My mom swam out into the ocean, grabbed my friend and swam against like the riptide back to shore, like with her friend to like save what her. What a hero. Yeah, my mom is like freaking That's super awesome. woman. Um, I, I wouldn't, I would, you know, hope that I could save like a friend if that happened to them, but I really am not a strong swimmer. So no, I think yeah. if I were to do that, it's over for both of us. Yeah. Well, what you're supposed to do. So I just wouldn't do it. Fun safety tip for those of you out there going to the beach. If that ever happens to you, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to let the current take you, not expend any mm -hmm. of your energy, just stay afloat, let the current take you out. And then you're supposed to swim like to the right or to the left. And once you swim out, then you can get past the riptide and then you swim back into shore and there won't be like, and you'll be able to go back in. Um, if you ever, if that ever happens to you, which God willing, it won't, because that's so frightening. And I, even just thinking about it, it scares me. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. It's so scary. Mm. But yeah, sharks, I think, have been done a disservice by the media, um, by films, you know. By Shark Week. <laughs> by Shark Week. By Shark Week, by Jaws by some other third thing they because <laughs> i don't think i don't think if like growing up i don't think if i if i hadn't watched jaws growing up i probably wouldn't be like as afraid yeah. of sharks you know like they're good creatures totally. and there's really not a lot of shark attacks but you always hear it's like oh my god this surfer soul surfer that's the other third thing and that's like a true story but still it's unlikely but no definitely the media has um groomed us into thinking that they're these monsters which yeah. you know they're not but like i definitely don't want to come face to face with one yeah but then there's things like spiders tiny little spiders that can get in your home and kill you <laughs> nobody cares about spy actually that's not true arachnophobia is a movie hate that movie too <laughs> <laughs> i i hate spiders i have a big fear of spiders yeah. as well i have a big fear of um just like creatures I guess. centipedes oh don't even so that actually is no seriously like i could cry just because no, you said that. No, I, I have like i have like a huge fear of centipedes because when i was in high school so my family and i had just gone on like a two-week trip to indonesia and bali which yeah. is i'm half indonesian and so i have family there and stuff and we had come home and my mom had always told me, she was like, you know, when you're traveling, you shouldn't put your suitcase in your room after because it's dirty, you know, like leave it in the garage or whatever. Yeah. And I never listened to my mom. <laughs> so I put the suitcase in my room. I woke up the next morning and coming out from under my bed was the biggest centipede I've ever seen. And 
I screamed and I was crying and it was so horrifying. And like, my mom thought I was being murdered. And so my mom and my sisters came into the room and they saw it. And I just, I didn't know what to do. I was just crying. And my sister was like, Oh my my God. Like, you're so annoying. Like she, all she did was pick it, pick it up with like a basket and flush it down the toilet. Oh no, absolutely not. It was nothing. Nope. No, but like, she's so brave. I could never have done it, obviously. But it's still like, I can still hear the noise that it made. Like, like as if I was tapping my nails on something, it was like clacking on the floor. No. And I can hear all of its like millions of legs. And <clears throat> it's disgusting. Yeah. I hate that. I, I'm so, like such um, a wuss when it comes to bugs. Like growing up, too. if there was ever a bug in my room, I was like totally like, I'm jumping on my bed and I'm grabbing a shoe and I'm just throwing my shoe across the room. Cause there's no chance or I'm like the house down. Yeah. I'd like pull the move where like, do you ever like, if there's like a bug on the ground, I would like get up and I'd like grab, I'd either put a shoe on or I'd grab a shoe and I'd like go stomp and then immediately run away just in case <laughs> I didn't get it. Just book it and like peek around the corner. Like, did I get him? <laughs> yeah, no, like I do the exact same thing. Honestly, there was a huge spider in my room the other day and it was like, kind of running like in and out from under the bed and I kept trying to get it, but I couldn't get it. And it was a big spider. And I, I went to my roommate and I was like, we have to move. Yeah. There's no other solution. <laughs> Pack it up. We're gone. <laughs> I'm out. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, you were also uh, a recently released film. You were in, you starred in unhuman zombie movie. Mm-hmm. How was that? Yeah. Well, so speaking of, you know, kind of campy horror, that's definitely in that genre. And I think it does a really lovely job at it. Um, Our director was Marcus Dunstan and he's just, he did like the Saw movies and stuff. So he's so good at creating like, you know, tension and scary moments, but then also just making it like so stylistically pleasant to watch. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a kind of a, twisted zombie take on like your typical John Hughes movie and it's all these quintessential high school stereotypes. Yeah. And we go on this field trip and essentially we think that the world has been like, or the country has been like invaded by zombies and there's a huge twist and I don't want to ruin it, don't but ruin it. Um, you can, I won't. I'm going to watch <laughs> but it. You get to see all these. Okay, good. Yeah. I really, I really like how the movie came out because it is, it's one of those movies you laugh but you jump and like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. And it's cool. Cause you get to see these characters go on this journey from being that stereotype to really coming into their own. Yeah. I love so, how the trailer does that. Though. Like, like I watched the trailer earlier cause I was, I was mm. like reading up whatever. And the trailer, I love how it like shows like the most likely to die first and that stuff, the most likely like it just exactly. takes all these horror movie stereotypes. And I love that. I love the return like to the campy horror film. Cause I feel like for a long time there in like recent years, like we got into this very like, horror's got to be like gut-wrenching and like dark and it's got to leave you like feeling sick to your stomach like dirty dirty like whether it's possession or like some freak and now it's like like what what movie freaky with with Catherine newton and vince vaughn where they swap bodies great movie oh i loved that i love it i just love camp like i want to be able to laugh i want to have like those scary moments those like uh, those jumpy moments but then i want to be able to laugh because it's like you know at the end of the day i don't want to like there's sometimes when i want to go to bed feeling like sick to my stomach or like i can't sleep without a nightlight but like most of the time when i want to want like i want to be entertained and i want to have a good time and so i love the the campy horror it's great 
And I think it, you're so right. There was like a like in the 90s, it was a lot of campy horror. And then I think the early 2000s and 2010s, it was like, it got real dark. Yeah. And then I think like where we're at in the world right now, like still in a pandemic and, you know, politically, we're like so distraught and torn as a country. I think people will always love horror, but right now I think people are really drawn to the the campier versions of it because yeah. you're right. Like we don't really want to feel yeah. too bad. We just want to be entertained. Yeah. There's enough stuff that makes me feel sick on a, on a regular basis. Like I on don't need my ba- movies to do it too. I turn on the news and I feel sick. Yeah. I don't need my yeah, movies exactly. to do it too. Yeah. The real horror movie is turning on the news. <laughs> That's exactly. the real horror movie. <laughs> Oh, or like man. literally opening my phone and going on a dating app. That's pretty horrifying. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I Oof. I that's tough. Men, men I I wasn't on dating apps for a long time, but I can't imagine the other end of that. Like I'll just scroll through Twitter and I'll see screenshots. And I'm like, how are there actual people out there saying this kind of stuff? Oh my god, it's really sh- I follow this account on Instagram. I think it's called Text from My Ex. Yeah. And it is just, I mean, it, there's gold on there, you know, because you yeah. can laugh at it because it, it's not you. Yeah. But I have gotten some of those like very cringy texts and it's just crazy that anyone would ever think that it would be okay to yeah. say that. There's a great Twitter account <laughs> called Incel Pickup Lines and it is my favorite. Oh, okay. God. I'm sorry. I love it so much. I have to, I have to read one. I have to pull it up because it is so funny. Yeah, and you just read do. it and it's like, there's no way these are real human beings. It, it's not possible. Also, so a lot of the, the tweets from this account, they, um, there's like these really weird accounts on Twitter that are like, like how to pick up girls. Like this is the man's guide to success on how to pick up chicks. And this oh, account God. will just tweet like a picture of like a, an objectively attractive woman and be like, you see this girl as you're walking to dinner and you make eye contact. How do you open? And then the replies to those tweets are absurd. Oh, okay. Hold on. Incel pickup <laughs> lines. Okay. This one, he replied to a girl's story on Instagram and he said, you look exactly like my ex though. I'm a boy with a lot of mommy issues. We will be perfect match. Ha 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 ha. How are you saying that and thinking that's going to go anywhere? Like how? <laughs> that's absolutely terrible. Uh, I can't even read oh, these. God. I can't even read these. I've said some pretty messed up things on the show. Read one more. Okay, I got <laughs> to find a good one. Jamie, tell us a joke while I find a good one. Um. Oh, okay. Well, I have something back when I was on dating apps. It's not really okay, that big a deal, but... So it was like, you know, um, Bumble, the chick has to uh, message first if it's a heterosexual type thing going Mm on. And so there's this guy who's a soccer player. He's like, oh, you're a soccer player. That's really cool. What position do you play? And he just responds back, doggy style. And I was like, oh, so are you receiving? Because that was my question back. Because I was like... (laughs) I'm like, who opens that way? That was a good comeback. That was a really good comeback. Thank I know you. you're asking like a genuine question and they think that like, if they give you some really creepy, witty response, all of a sudden you're going to get weak in the knees. It's yeah. like, that's not how it works. Right? Okay. I've got, I've got two. I picked two. <clears throat> Cause I don't want to scroll okay. through Twitter the whole time. Um, okay. So this one, the guy said, do you really think I'm ugly? And then the girl replied, no, of course not. And then he said, oh, thank God. So are your breasts big? they're not even clever like it's 
it's like if it were a cheesy pickup line at least yeah. i could give them the credit of like trying to be witty or something but like these are just weird yeah like my my girlfriend now i think in the first message because we actually met on bumble and i think the first message mm. i ever sent to her had the word poggers in it which again is very <laughs> cringe and not a good move by me but it's not like weird okay this one's this one's like unholy so it looks like there was some conversation before but the girl said like what and then the guy said like show me how sexy you are and then the girl said gross and then he said haha i actually wanted to come across as gross to show you who's the boss so if you want to find out more and get closer to the core tell me something sweet and nice let's just roll the dice why is he rhyming and then the, and then the girl said bullshit and then he said Go to hell, you self-important bitch. Actually, your life already must be a hell since you are so full of hate and arrogance. Pity you. Oh, my God. These aren't oh real gosh. people. There's, I, I just can't. They, anyway, back to the whole dating app. Like, if that's what's going on, if that's like a normal man, I feel really bad. I don't. I have to. I don't know. I'm going to give men a little bit of credit and say that I haven't dealt with many that are okay. like that. Good. Um, I know that there are, I have dealt with a few weirdos and creeps and whatnot, but like but the majority isn't that bad. If that's what I was getting, I'd burn my phone. Like <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> it'd be done. I, I wouldn't, I would be. I just go back to the Blackberry. For the rest of my life. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No more smartphones. Oh, more luck with the Blackberry. <laughs> yeah. But we were talking about your movie Unhuman, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm going to watch it. I think I saw earlier. I, maybe I'll watch that tonight, you know, because I could go for a movie. Actually, I probably won't watch it tonight because I think my girlfriend would get mad if I watched a movie without her. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I have to watch movies over. Yeah. Do you pretend that you didn't watch it the first time? Uh, yeah, sometimes. So sometimes, <laughs> yeah, so sometimes we're like, oh, we should watch this movie or there's a movie that I really want to watch and I'll just watch it. And then I usually I'm pretty honest. I'll just be like, I'll watch it again if it's like a good movie because I rewatch yeah. movies. Then she never yeah. trusts me. OK, she never trusts me on what a good movie is. I remember the amount of like pulling. It was like pulling teeth trying to get her to watch Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Oh, that's classic, though. It's a classic. It's one of my favorite movies and of all she, time. Like, didn't trust you. That's so funny because I wonder if someone else was like, "This is a great movie." If she'd be like, "Oh yeah, cool, I'll check it out." Like I believe you, but like you say it, and she's like, "I don't believe you." Yeah, I don't know why, and it's happened <laughs> so many times. It's like a joke now. I'll say, "Oh, we should watch this movie. I love it. It's a great movie," and she's like, eh, "I don't know if I'll like it," and I'm like. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Just trust me and we'll watch it. And then we watch it and she's like, oh my God, that was such a good movie. I'm so glad we watched it. And I'm like, why do you keep not trusting me then? <laughs> Destiny, just trust me, please. Sorry. A little PSA no. to my girlfriend. <laughs> she gets mad when I roast her on the show though. She's like, why are you talking crap about me I on the mean, show? I'm like, everything I say is true. <laughs> okay. I would never lie. <laughs> Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Here, the, the, now this is big. This is big, everyone. For those of you uh, that are connoisseurs of fine media, um, you'll appreciate this. Your first ever acting role was in Corey in the House. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was. This is I huge was for like, me. Okay. I love I Corey like in the House. I was like seven or eight. I mean, I did too. It was like, it was the first before that I had just done like print and commercial work. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I got scouted by my manager who's still my manager to this day. And, you know, we, I, it was like that, that was what you did at the time when you're that young and you're acting, it's like Disney channel or Nickelodeon is kind of where you go. And so one of my first auditions was for Corey in the house and I got the job and I screamed at the top of my lungs because I was so excited. I watched it every day. Yeah. It was like that, Hannah Montana, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And um, I mean, it was awesome. It was a great experience. And it really showed me that I do love acting. Because yeah. I, was, I, was I was doing commercials and stuff literally just to supplement like my college fund. Yeah. I have a lot of siblings and my parents were like, time to put you to work, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I realized I really loved it. Yeah. And it was so fun. It was the silliest goofiest set it was was a good first job i think but like it's awesome that now i get to be able to say my first job ever was Corey in the house yeah i mean Corey in the house that i think that's like an underrated disney channel show i would say it is because you know you have all the people everybody you know when you talk about classic disney shows everybody brings up sweet life everybody brings up hannah montana Mm -hmm. everybody brings up that's so raven you know and then you get to like the wizards of waverly Mm -hmm. place era not a lot of people are coming in with the Corey in the house but i think that it deserves that because it was a great show. Oh, yeah. Great if show. If anyone ever says that's their favorite, like, childhood show, like, props to them. Because it was. It was an underrated show. It was so good. It was so funny. And it was, like, this, like, black family leading this children's show at that time. Like, that's yeah. really cool. And, and I don't think that, like, even at the time, I acknowledged how big that was. And yeah. so it was really a good experience, I think. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to get stoned now and watch it. <laughs> that sounds so great. I did that the other, that I did that so like great. a few months ago with Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh. And it was mind blowing. And also, like, it was so funny to me, but I don't know if it's just because I was stoned. Yeah. But it was Probably, great. Great content. That sounds great. Maybe that's the way to do it. Because every once in a while, I'll go, I've, I've been really wanting actually to like go rewatch old Disney shows because they're all on Disney Plus, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I remember scrolling through Disney Plus and I saw like Sweet Life and I was like, God, I remember like the best year, the best childhood years coming home from school. You know, it's it's 3.30 p.m. 
and I turn on the Disney Channel and watch Sweet Life on Deck in the living room. It was like back when I didn't have to do like eight things to like to like stay focused exactly. or like be entertained. Like nowadays, if I'm like playing video games, I gotta have a show up on the side. I gotta have a YouTube video on my second monitor. Like if I'm doing so, I I can't just sit there. Even if I'm watching a movie, like I'm constantly pulling out my phone, like subconsciously, like Same. look at Twitter. And it's like back in the day, I just get home from school. And I just grab like a freaking nutty buddy out of the pantry and a Capri Sun and I just sit on the couch and just be yes. so zoned in to freaking Wizards of Waverly Place, Sweet Life, all those shows, Corey and the House. And like it was the greatest thing ever. Like I just wish I could have that again. I wish. I know the simplicity of it, oh, you know, man. and like there wasn't social media back then. You're right. Like every time I watch something now, it's really I have to make an effort to put the phone away because, you know. I'll be checking my notifications on Instagram or I'll be on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm not even enjoying what I'm watching yeah. right now. And I think our attention spans are like so scattered now so as opposed to back then where it was like, I found full joy yeah. just watching. Oh, do you remember that sweet life of Zach and Cody episode, the Halloween episode? The It was like the haunted hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Yes! Oh my god, that's like it the was... best episode ever with the eyes on the wall. That freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> it truly is a work of art. It is so good. I honestly, I think I might change my. When people ask me what my favorite horror movie is, I'm just going to say it was that episode of Sweet Life, Zach and Cody. Yeah. Because as a kid, it scared me so badly. Yeah. It was horrifying. I think even to this day, it would probably scare me a little to watch it. We all it thought so Esteban good. died. He got like yes! sucked. He went, I thought he was gone. I was a kid. I was like, that, he's done. Esteban's gone. And I'm like, that is so dark yeah. for a kid show. God, what a great show. Oh, man. Really yeah. I, back in the day, it didn't take a lot, I feel like, to entertain. I like When I was a kid, I'd like go outside and like, you know, play with like pick up worms off the ground. And like that was entertaining to me. Yeah. Now it's like, if I'm not doing eight things, I'm just like, I, I get like, I get anxious. If my brain isn't like fully stimulated by like seven different things, I'm like, oh, I start shaking and freaking out. But what are, what are our thoughts on Sweet Life on Deck? Cause I thought that as far as like, quote unquote, like reboots or evolutions of shows, I thought it was pretty good. I like the idea of Zach and Cody, but on a boat. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. Like it didn't hinder me from watching it at all when I was a kid. Um, I loved it I, because like, I guess in my head, the thought of like going away on like a boarding school type situation on a boat, that was so cool. This is like you the know? dream. Like as a kid. And so that's a dream. And so for them to be like doing that, I mean, I was obsessed with it. And also Courtney in the House was a spinoff from That's a Raven. Yeah. 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 That's true. I, yeah. um, yeah, I remember watching The Sweet Life on Deck when I was a kid and I was like, I, I would give anything. I would give my left leg to live on a boat and just go. I know. Looks so cool. Oh my God. With the smoothie right? bar. The smoothie bar. Those smoothies look yes, so good. The smoothie bar. Oh my God. <laughs> I would kill for one of those smoothies. My my youngest sister used to be an actress as well. And she did a lot of like um guest spots on Disney shows. And one of them was Sweet Life on Deck. And she played a young version of London Tipton. Oh. And um, so I came to watch the live uh, show that they do um, like every Friday or something and with the live audience and I saw the smoothie machine and it was really disappointing up front because you realize that there's just like it looks like little Orbeez they're just no. full of little Orbeez inside no. there was no actual smoothie yeah. 
I'm going to need a minute. It was sad. Yeah, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> I know. Can we, we all have a moment of silence for the Sweet Life on Deck smoothie machine? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> wow, my immersion's ruined. Thanks, Brianne. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to never watch the show again. <laughs> Oh man. How, so how did you, how'd you get into like, you said like you started doing commercials. Was it like your parents or was it something that you had expressed interest? Did you, did you grow up in, in California? So I grew up in California. My parents are immigrants from Indonesia and, um, I have a lot of siblings. I have four siblings and, um, came from like a, like middle, low class family. So it, you know, there's so many kids. It was like, and my parents, their big thing was that, you know, being here in America, they wanted us to go to college, all yeah. of us to go to college. And so, but to afford that, because college is very expensive yeah. here in America, yeah. you know, they were like, why don't, why don't you just start like doing print and commercial? And, and they didn't by any means force me to do it. I love doing it. I was a very performative child yeah. and I was a dancer growing up. I actually thought I was going to grow up to be a dancer. Um, and then I, yeah, the transition was like pretty smooth for me. I, I feel very lucky that I found, you know, kind of my passion at such a young yeah. age. Um, and then jokes on my parents because I dropped out of college three times. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. Keep them on their toes, you know? No, I just love hearing like stories about like, like that where you just kind of fell into the thing that you love without even kind of trying to do it. You know, it just sort of happened. And I think like, I mean, the kind of the same thing happened with me here. Like I went to culinary school and I didn't mm. think I was going to be working at like an entertainment wow. company or a production company or anything like that. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it's just a cool way, you know, to like test different things, do, you know, try things out. And eventually, you know, you'll find that thing that you love. And, and it's so cool because once you find it, you like, no, you know, if, if you're ever like questioning, like, totally. ah, I don't know if this is really for me or, or what's going on, then it's probably not what's for you. But like, once you find it, it just feels so good to know, like, this is like, this is where I thrive. This is where I feel like the happiest this is like my passion and what I love to do. And, and that's especially in acting. It's just like, it's not an easy profession. Yeah. You know, I think from the outside, everyone thinks it's pretty glamorous, but it really isn't. Most actors, like all the very famous wealthy actors you see, they're a very small percentage of the actors that you yeah. know, are out there trying to do work. And um, you're just constantly grinding yeah. and it's not easy. You, it's, it's a ton of rejection. Yeah. And um, so it really, I think, you know, pretty quickly if it's what you want to do, because either you keep doing it as shitty as it may be sometimes, or you're out yeah. and that's how, you know, and I just, I've been doing it since I was a kid and I really can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. That's awesome. Props to you for grinding. Yeah. Cause I know ever since like moving to LA and like, knowing some people that are either like up and coming actors or people that want to be actors. Like it really is. It's a, it's a fucking grind and you got to get out there and you got to put yourself yeah. out there and you have to be able to deal with rejection on a very regular basis. Cause you're not going to get every single thing that you audition for. You're not going to get every single part and you're going to get maybe 1%. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you just got to keep going for. and you just got to keep going. Yeah. But um, yeah, props to you for, for sticking to it. I, I genuinely, Thank I you. cannot wait to go. I, I don't know what it is, but when I was looking, Jamie writes me these fun little fact sheets about all the guests that I have on mm -hmm. the show. And I was reading through it earlier today and I was literally looking at both Unhuman and I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I was like, I just want to watch these so bad. No, but um, I, I've, I've been lucky to get 
to be a part of like some really fun projects. Yeah. And I really, I loved doing, I know what you did last summer and I'm human. And yeah, like you said, they're both like very entertaining in that campy horror way. And so if that's kind of your genre, I think you'll be very um, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I also just love like knowing people in movies. Like, I don't know what it is. There's something nice about like, like having a friend or something that you know is in a movie, like watching it just makes it more fun. You're like, oh my God, totally. I just talked to that person. I love watching it. Exactly. And I love watching it with my friends yeah. that are actors, like their, their projects. Cause then I, I can ask the questions yeah. and like what happened behind the scenes here yeah. and, or how'd they do that stunt? And yeah, I like to get all the tea. Yeah. Do you think anybody ever does that? Like with my podcast, I guess I would know firsthand. So what's going on behind the scenes of the podcast? Well, it's just mostly a lot of me yelling, <laughs> just screaming, <laughs> a lot of screaming into he the void. He greets you with a very thick country accent yeah, when you yeah. get on. I really try and, and put people off as soon as they get in. <laughs> really yeah. try and make it Imagine weird. Imagine if I had just hung up on yeah. you. If like, I, no, like, you, get you greeted me and I was like, I'm not doing not this. For me. <laughs> not for me. I'm done. Nope. Rather spend my afternoon doing something else. <laughs> uh, you're Indonesian. That's so cool. I thought that you might be Indonesian. Yeah. Really? It was because of your last name. I was like, I, that, sound, that sounds like an Indonesian last name. Yeah, I'm half Indonesian, half Chinese, actually. Nice. That's freaking sick. What's your yeah, favorite? But I feel... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, but I do. I just feel closer to my Indonesian side because I grew up hearing my parents speak Indonesian yeah. and they grew up there. And that was like the food I ate. Yeah. And, yeah. That's literally what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, do you have like a favorite Indonesian food or like street food? Oh, uh, I love me goreng, which is, um, it's just like a, a fried noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, is, it's the best. It's so, so good. good. And even the package kind yeah. is like, I have like it in my pantry. Now I eat it whenever yeah. I just need like a little comfort food. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, beef rendang yeah. is like, um, a, a beef stew. And I mean, the food is all, it's so good. It's just flavorful. You it know, is. it's like, it's so funny because my parents, like growing up, they would take us to hometown buffet. Yeah. And me and all my siblings, and we'd have to also pretend that we were like 12 yeah. because then you get the discount. Yeah. So but I was 16, still pretending I was 12. Yeah. But it's so funny that they even took us there because my parents are very specific. Like Indonesian food is very well seasoned, it's spicy. Yeah. And like they took us to hometown buffet, which had the blandest food. Yeah you could ever imagine <laughs> and they were always salting everything and i'm like yeah. why do we go here yeah. like every weekend i don't understand i guess it was like their way of like having the american experience yeah. with their kids is take them <laughs> to home of tampa bay yeah. i had the same experience but at the sizzler i would always you know pretend oh, that i was young yeah oh, oh oh don't get me started on the sizzler i got myself started on the sizzler <laughs> I love the Sizzler. Oh man, the Malibu chicken at the Sizzler. Crazy. I think, didn't Sizzler like go bankrupt? I don't know. I haven't been to a Sizzler in so long. Oh, I think I've so maybe good. been once or twice there, when I was younger. There's like a couple still around, but yeah. like my childhood Sizzler got turned into an orthodontist. How, That's a great location for an orthodontist. Just really weird. <laughs> like, you know. My dad. What a weird switch up. <laughs> my dad and I, we used to, my mom, my mom is like, she doesn't hate the Sizzler, but she's like, there's so much better food. And I agree there is, but my dad and I love the Sizzler. And like, after my brother had moved away to college, when it was just like my mom, my dad and I, the amount of times that my dad and I would be like, 
can we go to the Sizzler tonight? And my mom would be like, no, can we just go somewhere good or get something good to eat? And my dad and I were like, Malibu chicken at the Sizzler. It's Sizzler time. Oh, it's so great. You're so easy to please. Just take him to Sizzler. If you take me to Sizzler, I'd just be so happy. You go at the end and you just get a fat bowl of ice cream from the soft serve machine. It's just like the shittiest soft serve ever, but it's so good. Mm. I have a game I like to play called Rapid Fire Favorites. So I'm just going to say something random, a category of things like professional basketball team or something like that. And you got to give me your favorite as quick as you can. And then based on your answer, I'm going to judge you based on how I feel about it personally. Um, there's no right answers. Don't ask me what my favorite basketball team is because I don't watch basketball. I won't. That was, that was just an example okay. <laughs> because it wasn't one of okay, the great. ones on the list. So I'm going to give you three. Great. Jamie wrote these, so if they're bad, blame okay. her. <laughs> okay. All right, number one, are you ready? Yeah. Extreme sport. BMX. BMX. That's a good answer. That came out. Of- I think that's actually really cool. It is cool, because you got these like yeah. tall, skinny dudes on these tiny little bikes, and they do crazy tricks on them. Great I used to- they came to my school yeah. when I was... Um- when I was in elementary school, they set up a whole like ramp thing on our like playground on the blacktop. And they just like literally went flying in the air on their bikes. And like you said, they're these yeah. really tall guys and like the bikes look really small compared yeah. to them. And it's just insane the way they contort their bodies in the air. It's crazy. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Insane. I remember when I got, I got a BMX bike when I was a kid, cause that was the cool thing for kids to do was to have BMX bikes with the pegs on them, you know, so you could do fun stuff. And <clears throat> then it got stolen. I left like somebody left the garage open and my bike got stolen. And I don't think I ever got another bike after that. Like it was, I love that bike. And then it was gone. And I like, I'm now so I'm hurt. sorry, but I stole your BMX bike. What did you just say to me? <laughs> I was the one who stole your BMX bike. Okay, what color was it? Blue. What the? F- <laughs> 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 you son of a biscuit! You drove to Idaho and stole my bike out of my garage. I'm. Honestly, though, that was the easiest thing to guess because, yeah. like, as a young boy, your bike's gonna be. It's blue. a good shot, you know. It's, not it's gonna a, be purple or green. It's gonna be. It blue. was like blue or black were the two options. So that's crazy. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was a cool shade of blue. Anyway, we're gonna go on to the next one. I don't want to talk about my stolen bike anymore. Okay. It's making me sad. Um, number two, <laughs> Jolly Rancher flavor. Watermelon. Whoa. Okay. No, that's no, correct. No. Yeah. No, that's. <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> That's like second or third correct. Okay. Blue raspberry no. is obviously number one. That's number two for me. What? Water- watermelon is supreme. Yeah, My mom's I favorite agree. was watermelon. That was, um, and I that's think, why it's the best. Well, your mom saved someone in the ocean. Yeah, that's true. My mom is a very smart woman and she's very talented. So she's probably right. But I just love blue because blue raspberry is not even a real thing. You know, there's no blue raspberries. It's just blue flavored. I love blue flavored things. Um, I, I respect that. I respect that. I would say for me, it's like okay. blue raspberry, watermelon, then grape, then green apple, then cherry. Cherry yeah, sucks. Cherry, Can terrible. we all agree on that? <laughs> it tastes like cough medicine. It's terrible. Terrible. If you like yeah. cherry Jolly Ranchers, I hate you. You're a psychopath. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. 
the final rap. Wow, this one's tough, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie's oh, uh, <laughs> Jamie's throwing you a curveball on this one. Okay, <laughs> number three. Are you ready? Yeah. Plant. Um, <sighs> like a. <laughs> Um, like a green one. What are those? Yeah, the, the green one. That's my favorite one. Um, what are those plants that like everyone in LA? I swear has one, and they're really hard to keep alive. Monstera. Or at least they are for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Monstera. Yeah, I like those. I like the leaves. They're the big leaves, and they're really beautiful. But yeah. I can't keep a plant alive to save oh, my life. So. No, neither can I. Those are great plants. I agree. My girlfriend is like a. She's got like one of those green thumb people. She's a huge plant person. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just mm-hmm. got a billion plants. I, she actually gave me a plant for my birthday uh, <laughs> one year and then <laughs> it died because I just like, oh, shocker. Yeah, I know. Shocker, right? <laughs> no, I'm like so bad with object permanence. Like if something sits in one spot for too long, I don't see it anymore. Like my yeah. brain just doesn't mm-hmm. see it. So I put this plant like up on my desk. It was really pretty is next to the window in the sun. And then after like three days of it being there, I forgot. I, I just didn't, I didn't know I had a plant. Um, and it died. So Brianne, final question here for you. Um, Cause the whole point of this mm. show in an ideal world, we, uh, so we would have had a nice conversation, which I think we did. And hopefully by the end mm. of it, we would become friends. So can we, can we be friends? Dude, you're my buddy now. Yes. Freak yeah. We're buddies. We're buddies. Don't ever talk to me or call me, but I will call you. I will tell people you're my buddy. Okay. okay. <laughs> that, no, I that's never want to see you again. Okay. But you're my buddy. I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with that. As long as I have the flex, you know, like if I get the follow back on Instagram, then I'm like, oh yeah, you guys see that new movie Unhuman? Like, yeah, that's my buddy. That's my buddy. That's my buddy. Please yeah. don't ask me to reach out to her though. Please. <laughs> yeah, she blocked me actually. She won't respond. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is such a great time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I had such an awesome time. Please tell people, I know we talked about all the stuff that you're doing, but tell anybody anything you want them to know about you, where they can find you, what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I have Unhuman that's out right now on digital platforms. Um, like all digital platforms, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I know what you did last summer is available to watch on Amazon prime. And I have a movie called the cow with Winona Ryder coming out sometime this year. I don't know exactly when, and a show called high school on freebie that'll come out in October. Sweet. All yeah. sorts of stuff coming out. Really cool. Busy girl. You got, you, you got stuff in the works. Well, that is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. Thank you. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
everybody. That was Brianne Chu. Um, what an amazing guest. She was so nice. Such a sweetheart. Had a great time. Um, please go check out her, her series. I know what you did last summer on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime at this point, I don't know what. I mean, it feels like everybody does these days. So go check it out. Uh, and also go check out her new movie, Unhuman. It's on like a bunch of different streaming platforms. Um, it's all over the place. Anywhere you can stream movies, it's probably there. Um, so if you like campy, horror, slasher, zombie stuff, please go check it out. She's amazing. Um, Jamie, how do you think that went? I think that went really well. I think she was very like, I don't think she knew what to expect. Especially no clue. Because a lot of like actresses and actors and stuff, it's like they're going on these press junkets and they're doing these things and stuff, but it's like they're expecting, oh, I'm just going to hear the same five questions I always hear on everything. But yeah. you just came out of the gates with a country accent and just. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about this show is that unlike other interview shows, I'm unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, fun for a lot of the guests. Probably not fun for others, but, you know, that's their problem, not mine. <laughs> she was sweet. Very cool. Uh, and I also, like, because I've loved, for, I thought 47 Meters Down Uncaged, like, I actually liked that movie. I was like, it's campy. I mean, yeah. I, she even said it wasn't meant to be campy, but it was campy and I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. That's all you got to say? I thought I said a good amount. I don't really talk that much on this show. Well, I'd like to give you the opportunity to talk more if you want to. I feel like I'm going to take that bait and then you're going to interrupt me. <laughs> no, that wasn't bait. Why do you just assume I'm a terrible person? That wasn't bait. I genuinely was like wanting to see if you had anything else to say. But if you don't, then I'll freaking take it to the outro. Thanks for freaking listening, everyone. Jamie's got me all angry now. No, no. Just, just goose fraba. What the fuck did you just say? You've never heard of that? <laughs> Goose. Was that in your book of idioms? What no, is Goose Fraba? Goose Fraba. It's like calm down. Chill. What, what language is that? It's like a it's like a it's a soothing sound Eskimo mothers would whisper in order to soothe their young. But it's also a word used in the film Anger Management with Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler. I shouldn't have asked if Jamie had anything else to say. And so there I we go. I shouldn't have asked. And I... <laughs> I shouldn't have teed her up for more. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> no, Jamie, I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry, I'm kidding. So um, Goose Fraba. Goose Fraba. Am I saying that right? Goose Fraba. Goose Fraba. Wow, that is calming. It's not. Everyone, you might be noticing the uh, color of the shirt that I'm wearing is orange, and that would be an astute observation by you. And not only that, but it does have T-Rexes on it. In the likeness of my boss's Rhett and Link. So this one over here, I got to pull because the mic stands in the way. So I'm going to pull it to the side. This one's Rhett because he has a beard. And then this one's Link because he has a glasses. And I think that the Rhett one is, it's taller. Rhett's taller, um, as you all know, classic GMM lore. Uh, but it's a cool shirt. It's freaking orange. It pops. It's bright. I like it. Honestly, I don't even think this is my shirt, but I might just steal it. Um, but if you like T-Rexes and you like Rhett and Link, then <laughs> oh, this is the shirt for you. So go check it out, mythical.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, to Trevor Talks Too Much. Uh, we got new episodes coming out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. We got the video version coming out the following Monday over on the YouTube.com slash Trevor Talk Too Much. Uh, leave a review, leave a comment, let me know. Don't tell me to stop saying Master Baker because I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep saying it, so I don't care. Uh, but if you have something else to say, then say that. Um, and yeah, make sure to go check out Mythical Pods on TikTok. We've got clips from literally, there's like 30 podcasts now. Not actually 30, but there's a lot of podcasts. Everybody's doing something fun. We got Ear Biscuits, BFBA, Hot Dog, 
uh, a new podcast, Link and His Dad, Dispatchers from Myrtle Beach. We've got clips from literally everything going up there, the funniest moments. So if you want to just go check out some really hilarious stuff going on uh, over on the Mythical Pods, please go check that out. There's some really funny clips from every show, from everyone. Get a little taste of every podcast over there. Um, so yeah, go check that out and have a great week. Have a great day. Have a great month. I don't know. Maybe you're never going to listen again. Have a great life. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, enjoy yourself. Pleasure. <laughs> I almost just said pleasure yourself. Okay. And we. Master Baker, Trevor, have a great day. 